0: Welcome to
1: Front Row Geeks. actually made their own fix inoperable anymore.
0: So, I've started recording because I, because I want this to be on on the pod because I think it's it's makes sense. <clears throat> and now I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yes. Okay. So, no, no, okay. I got <clears throat> I got the new Moga M- MP5X controller, Xbox Bluetooth controller. It's basically oh, the control the controller that they developed Semi-specifically for mobile gaming with Project xCloud, the, the streaming Xbox service.
1: So it's basically the Xbox Series X, but plus mobile. Yes.
0: Well, what? No. Mm. Are you sure about that, Eddie? Just a sec. Okay, you said the MP... I, I'm going to share my screen with you. Sorry, listeners, you're not going to get this. <clears throat> um, Why are you that already That is recording? not what I'm finding. Because, I'm, MP- because I want to talk about this controller. It's part of our of our pod. Okay. Actually, I should just be able to start video. That's what I wanted. That should I should do. Because that way I can just show you guys on the video exactly what exactly I'm talking about before I go any further.
2: Or I just pull up the literal website for it. I mean, you can do that. Well, well he might show things about it. Uh, load. Loading. Error. Well,
0: why? Why would? Why can't I stream video to you or my my face to you? It's probably because OBS is using it, so it's probably <clears throat> not letting it happen. Okay. David, just look it up. You're right. <laughs> We're not gonna get anywhere with it. Okay. I bought that <laughs> okay. controller. And that controller has a clip that you can put on your phone to play XCloud games. Basically, long story short. But it's also yeah. a Bluetooth controller, you can use as your computer. That you know, so I, I bought it for both of those. Mostly for the computer all- part, but I'll be able to make use of it on mobile on XCloud, you know, if I want to.
1: Oh hey, they actually put in a lithium ion battery for once. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's it's it's, there's a lot nice about it you know at least even that power bank the problem is is that you know how every time i've plugged in my controllers directly through usb either the ps1 or the or the xbox one yeah they all have standard drivers that immediately read correctly when it's connected via Bluetooth, I mean not Bluetooth, USB. So mm-hmm. the computer automatically knows my computer, my controller is an Xbox controller when I plug it in through USB. The PlayStation controller yeah. that we use for streaming all the time, if I plug it in through USB, it automatically knows that it's a, a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Over Bluetooth, none of that shit happens. I've I've spent I actually spent two hours today, two three hours today, programming my computer. And there's various settings where I needed to, to be that way. Actually, I don't even have Game Pass fixed yet. Maybe, well, maybe I do. I don't know. Maybe I don't have Game Pass. But Steam and, and, and other stuff, I had to program it specifically to work on these controllers. Because otherwise, over Bluetooth, they were, were, not, they were not recognized as what they are. It didn't realize that, that over Bluetooth, this thing was an Xbox controller. So it didn't work out of the box. I had to program it. It's oh, hey, just so fucking frustrating.
1: No, I, I agree, <clears throat> Eddie. But yeah, I'm literally looking at Xbox's own website and they're already selling the series X uh, controller. Oh, wow, it's kind of cheap on which one version you get but yeah if you ever go
0: if you ever go down the Xbox Game pass uh, uh, if you ever take that plunge, I definitely recommend getting a controller like this because I think otherwise other than the problem I'm having connecting it to a PC, it's a great controller. It's working for everything else it was meant to It's just it's such a headache like I don't, I don't understand how anyone, who doesn't know computers expected to use this on a, com- on a computer because it just wasn't easy it just like i was at the point where i was like am i going to return this is this worth it <laughs> is there
2: a switch on it
0: yeah there's a switch there's a switch to make i was it having USB problems
2: with my uh, uh fight stick uh because it was switched in a different method if you switch it to a different one it recognizes it instantly so maybe it's that sort of problem
0: well in I don't even know it's a developer problem because, like I said, I was having to do the same thing on my PlayStation controller because every stream we've done on here, on this setup, I've been using a USB-connected PlayStation controller. And I think I just knew in turn... And subconsciously, that's what I needed to do because the controller does not work as a PlayStation controller over Bluetooth. That is in- that's includes... It- and actually, I would have gone all the way and programmed it to be wireless so I can use it wirelessly. The problem was that damn touchpad that the that these ps4 controllers have the dual sense ah. can't can't fucking do that over bluetooth on a computer it just does i mean there might be a fix but it, that was just one bridge too far i was like fuck this i just might as well unplug it in it was it, it stopped being worth it that at least the xbox controller still had some worthwhile it was still kind of worth it to do it but uh-huh. the specifics of the playstation was just like forget it forget it. not gonna do it it doesn't matter just plug it in i only use the playstation controller f- for for this so I only need to plug it in you know when we do this every other time I'll use my Bluetooth controller now working Bluetooth Xbox controller for everything else so it's fine but it's like whew, damn it like like it is again not there I don't think it's a developer's fault I, it, obviously it's some sort of limitation with Bluetooth that I don't understand as a non-developer of Bluetooth products obviously there's some limitation that it doesn't allow this to be so so cleanly done but whatever right I don't know other than that great controller definitely recommend. And that's how we start today's show
1: Eddie ranting about a controller
0: Hi everybody, how y'all doing? This is Front Row Geeks I am Eddie, Baron 5X And joining me today, we have the one and only Asher Formerly Omega, or still Omega?
1: David? Still Omega, yeah
0: You're Omega in my heart And then the 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 singular, the unique MPX Hi MPX
2: Again Again
0: ah, So, man, what are we going to dive into today, y'all? Give me something Give me something to chew on.
2: Uh, I found something that
1: you could have used instead, Eddie. What? Uh, just sending you the link now. But it is Bluetooth capable. It is mobile capable. There are clips for it, and you can also technically use it on uh, other consoles as well. I, I
0: I have that one too. Okay. Actually, funny you story. Have... So, funny story. <laughs> I think I had always intended to get that one—the one you just posted—and I'm for pretty sure.
1: Sake, Oh, yeah. Just for everybody's sake, I posted an eight-bit Doe SN30 Pro because uh, it's on Xbox's website, and there's a version of it that's literally Xbox black with the giant, huge Xbox button. So, so,
0: so here's the funny thing: I did buy that one too. The thing okay. is, is that when I when I bought that one. I think I bought it months ago and I forgot I bought it because it was on pre-order when I bought it. So I, because I think I've always knew that either A, I was going to get Game Pass at some point or B, that was just a good controller to have for other stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I obviously past Eddie, bought it in June. Maybe, maybe it was May, one of those two. And I forgot all about it. And then once the Game Game Pass started to hype up, is back what, in like like early September no, sorry, early August. I was like, ooh, this is a good idea. I should get this Mogul one. This looks good. <laughs> so so I ordered the Mogul one, and they're like, oh, two weeks, because I only got this. I got this on Thursday. Two weeks before, I had this random box that I didn't recognize Open up. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's another one of these. I forgot I bought this one. So, yay. <clears throat> Truth be told, this 8-Bit Dough one is probably the one I'm actually going to take, you know, on the road with me. Because it is a lot slimmer, a lot easier to work with. There's, yeah. I don't need to bring. I don't. It's. I mean, obviously, relatively speaking, it's not that much bigger. But this one can stay home. The one that I was talking about now, it can stay home. Uh, if if I really think, I always, obviously, I always have the option. But this one will likely be the dedicated stay at home control. But also, okay. it works super well. I've tried both of them with uh, the XCloud. Works like a charm. XCloud is pretty good. I had some issues with it, but I'm still kind of fiddling with you know what it, what variables are mean what variables are them but overall it is a very good experience especially when you consider that it's really just a bonus on top of the game pass the game pass itself without without the streaming service is already excellent so the fact that the, that this is on top of that it's just like great gravy it's gravy awesome so even if when it doesn't work 100% it's it's easy to forgive it's very easy to
1: forgive uh, but okay yeah i i <laughs> yeah, controller issues are kind of always a problem. Yeah, such uh, is life. <coughs> well, I guess so we what can else talk has been about, going on? Uh, me, MPX, and a mutual friend of ours uh, attempted a very, very interesting monster today. Monster hunter. Uh, <sighs> monster hunter, and for people that do play Monster Hunter, as you should, Eddie. Sorry, I'm not gonna let you live that down.
0: It's okay. I, I probably deserve it in some in some way, so I'll
1: allow it. Uh, we attempted to try and do the Saffajiva Siege. With
2: just three players. With just three people.
1: We got decently far enough into it, but, like, how long were we on that, uh, how long were we doing it? Because, as a heads up, the Safageva Siege, you're limited to 20 minutes each time you do it,
2: and... You have to go through, essentially, three major phases before you can essentially kill it.
1: Yeah um you get better rewards the more you hit certain uh uh, certain requirements like breaking parts getting it to sap an area of its energy uh, like getting it to steal the energy from an area or completely drain an area of its energy um
2: is this part of a new update because i know you i saw you post something no no this is a bit of an older update honestly safi was like back in spring right Safi was actually like a month or two after release of Iceborne, really. Oh, so it's almost a year old. Yeah.
1: So, this, because so. I
0: saw you post something in our in our mutual Discord it's about Monster Hunter, but that was unrelated to, to this action.
2: Oh, that's uh, actually... The final update and the final monster for Monster Hunter World. Which is... Which is Vitalis.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is a returning monster from... One. Yeah, uh... Is it one? Yeah, it is one. As a heads up, we've never really played one, because while it is a PS2 game, uh, the first Monster Hunter that me and MPX played was Freedom Unite. Ghost of Tsushima is a vast... Which seems to be most of everybody's entrance into Monster Hunter. Well, it was a lot more
2: accessible because a lot of the Monster Hunters were available on the PSP before that, and... uh, Unfortunately, until Monster Hunter World, the last major release on console was on the Wii and the Wii U, so a bit awkward.
1: Yeah, uh, technically there is a release for Generations Ultimate on the Switch, but thats it's weird to describe that because that's just technically an update to uh, Monster Hunter Generations, which was a 3DS title. Um, barring the up-and-coming Monster Hunter Rise, which that's going to be interesting because,
2: well, that's another Switch exclusive.
0: Will Eddie give that one a try? Stay tuned.
2: Yeah, uh, well, you might. Hey, Why coming not? in on the ground floor is probably a lot better than trying to join us at the moment.
1: Yeah, because with Rise, we're all probably going to be learning some of the new mechanics, especially the whole wire bug thing, because, oh god, that's new. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's like the, the, the whole uh, Fatalis thing is that uh, this is going to be the final major update to world they'll still be doing like n- maintenance updates or bug fixing but now the team is going to be um essentially winding down there are not going to be any new quests added uh the seasonal events are now pretty much automated so they'll happen during set times uh essentially they'll open up quests that you normally uh, that will cycle uh, that normally cycle through. Um, and then people will be moving over to Monster Hunter Rise to get that up and running. Because that's, or at least helping with the finishing touches on Rise. Because that's next year in March.
0: Do you think they're going to be like on time with that kind of stuff? I feel like a lot of these different, especially something set for March, is being generous to themselves. I feel like there's going to be a, more than a couple of uh, delays. <laughs>
1: Well, here's the funny thing is that uh, Capcom has stated that like ha- uh, when they had released uh, Iceborne, that's when they started development for Rise.
0: So you don't think this is going to be delayed in any, in any significant way?
1: Uh, given the way they uh, Capcom has the Monster Hunter team structured, there might be a delay, but I don't think it's going to be very much. Because...
0: When did they when did they give this announcement uh, this release announcement again?
1: Uh, last month, I believe?
0: Okay, it might be soon enough. Maybe at that point they know themselves well enough in this new era and won't mess that up.
1: Well, that's because of the fact that the the teams for Monster Hunter, there's always been two teams, and they always trade people off when one team is winding down, uh, the other team moves in to start fin- doing the finishing touches for the other one. Or at least help with the development of the next game in it okay i see because it the way the monster hunter team has been since roughly the inception of monster hunter is that there is the main title games and then the mobile games i use the term mobile not because of like cellular mobile but because of the old handheld style uh gaming like the psp or 3ds
0: okay that's fair
1: and the reason why they made the two teams is that basically one team would do a, a main store, uh, like main title game, and then the mobile team would take that and actually <clears throat> update all they uh, all the stuff that they did with it, either adding new mechanics and then adding in new monsters. Now, technically, they really couldn't do Monster Hunter World for the Switch for probably a few reasons, but I think Rise is going to take a decent uh, approach at adapting the mechanics and upgrading them. For that mobile play, as well as a console style gameplay. So, plus the armor looks so far pretty good because they've released uh, literally the female starting armor, at least the uh, concept sketch of it.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw saw you posted that, too. Yeah, it looks pretty badass.
1: Generally, the female armor is definitely a little bit more provocative than the male armor for obvious reasons because they've fully admitted that yes female armor is that way because it's supposed to look nice I candy got it yeah especially since that that's how monster hunter usually plays is that armor will do what it needs to do but the looks of it will always be essentially the male armor is big bulky armor that makes them look like tanks where uh, unless you're talking about uh karen armor where then it's like assless chaps for everybody jesus i'm not joking so yeah we we, we attempted uh Safi jiva and how long was it almost we were like three hours and we had just kind of gotten to
2: the final level almost we, we got into the final, the final,
1: level, final
0: but, countdown
1: but we were like uh we need to eat because it's almost five and we started at like jesus yeah that's a it's a long fight. Well, as a heads up, the siege monsters, because there's only technically two of them, are supposed to be done by roughly a group of 16 people. Not all at once, but just
2: oh, like 16.
1: Of... OK, wow. I'm not sure if you ever paid too much attention to the online hub, Eddie, hmm. but the rooms that are set up in Monster Hunter can hold up to 16 hunters. People do actually form hunt groups in monster hunter because well it's a cooperative multiplayer game and so the whole thing of doing safi jiva is that like you have one set of people going in and then another set of people going in and then a third set of people going in um kind of thing so it's like people can get in there and then like you all get rewards based off of your group uh and yes there are people that just it's just four. it's the four of them and they will do it and they will take care of it with three people it's uh harder i wouldn't say like super hard but i would definitely put it as um
0: i mean three versus 16 is a big difference so i can i can see now why there was a lot of uh, meticulous and very i mean your actions probably were meticulous and it was taking a long time because instead of having 16 points of damage you have three points of damage
1: well, it's not 16, uh, three points of damage. It's more about the factor that, A, it's we're not having, like, four groups of people going in at once, and very <coughs> Increasing organized. the
2: bars is for us, as not
1: Yeah. <coughs> so, it, it was much slower going, and I would also say that we're not res- necessarily optimized for dealing with Safi Jeeva the best that we can.
0: On top of everything else?
1: On top of everything else, because <laughs> um... The, the one thing about, uh, like, as you experience yourself, monster, uh, like, you can break stuff or chop stuff off monsters mm-hmm. um, with siege, uh, with sieges. Uh, the, the system that they set up in world is a factor that, like, you gain certain points, to get better rewards if you meet the criteria. And probably the biggest criteria is breaking shit on Safi Jeeva. We were only break able to break one part on him. and In the
0: three hours you were playing?
1: Yeah, Oof. and I, I looked it up. Apparently, the back break, the back breaks immediately if you mount him. So, yeah, that's the only reason why we got that one break is because of the fact that we had somebody mount Safi Jiva and break his back. So the other sections, it's like we have to essentially do some focus work. On certain parts of the boss. Otherwise, yeah, we, we're not going to break anything.
0: Well, that all sounds howling. If only you could somehow like do one like one of those hacks where you guys can play the same like one account or three different accounts for but playing one per one person playing them. I feel like I've seen that before, not for Monster Hunter necessarily, but uh,
2: hacks like that. I think you were talking about multiboxing? Yeah, that's like multiple accounts essentially run on virtual machines or something like that. Yeah, one machine, but. The reason why it's called multi boxing is you literally had multiple computers. It was just all tied to, you know, a singular keyboard, or if the person was cheap, <laughs> yeah. just had multiple keyboards running macros and things like that.
0: Yeah. You, should, you all should look into that.
2: <laughs> I don't yeah. think that would work for Monster Hunter because there's too much action reaction going on. Yeah, Monster Hunter
1: does not lend itself well to multi boxing.
2: Fair. It's not like a tab-target MMO where you can just simply have the healers stand off to the side and just run a heal macro.
0: <laughs> okay, so moving on to something else. Um, and this is also something that I've been, I've been trying all day to kind of get caught up with it, but I failed mm-hmm. to do so. Um, the The Nintendo Direct... For Smash that happened a couple days ago. Oh years.
2: yeah, that was sort of big because the amount of backlash it got was really high for some strangely. I, I've it only heard Twitter, bits and pieces. Apparently. Yeah, I heard that part. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's, so did you all watch it? I did not uh, watch it live. I watched the I watched somebody watch the, the reveal. reveal but I didn't watch the direct that actually talked about the actual mechanics. Uh, okay. I only watched so, the character reveal, and that was about it.
0: I only saw the character reveal, too. But the, the, basically, the first thing I'll start off with, I guess, to pull up this, is that there's a lot of people talking about how Sakurai looked really upset, like unhappy to be there.
1: Uh, uh, I heard that Sakurai actually honestly looked very unwell, not like pissed off, but sickly kind of thing.
0: Yeah, there's a, a been a mix of that. Like, yes, upset, mad, unwell. Take your pick.
2: Yeah, From the sound of his voice, it didn't sound all that different, honestly.
0: You think we're all just making a, a big deal? or uh, we? Not we're all
2: necessarily, we... but uh, he could also have been acting a bit. Yeah, considering he was talking about how, you know, difficult it was to try to implement a character like Steve into the game when his game really doesn't, Convey well to Smash Brothers. When Steve's game does not convey well to. Well, yeah, Steve from Minecraft.
0: And yet here he is.
2: By the way, the new character is Steve, listeners from Minecraft. Steve slash
0: Alex slash Zombie
2: slash Enderman. Yeah. The only reason why they can do that is because the character model is so simple.
1: Yeah, I feel like most of the mechanics and stuff were not taken for Steve's model, but actually for Steve's mechanic.
2: Well, it's Minecraft in total. So yeah, I, I do like the fact that it's not like
1: the Minecraft stories type of model. It's like the actual literal Minecraft model.
0: Yeah, this awesome. this seemed like it makes sense to me as far as inclusion goes. My you know, Steve is a big deal. Minecraft is a big deal. So
1: well, yeah,
2: it makes Smash sense to me. Is, As somebody pointed out, it's uh, for all games to get in on eventually. Like the big deal with this release of Smash Brothers was everybody's back. Yeah. So I still don't own this game. I just haven't made time for it. Minecraft or Smash Brothers? Smash the new one. Ah, I thought you did have it, like digital copy. It's just
0: it's no. I just never got it yet. I think Andy has it, but I just never haven't pulled the pulled the trigger on it. But like I want to. There's so many characters that have been added since then that I really want to play. Benji Kazooie. Fuck yeah! But let's just it hasn't happened.
1: I will. Th- I, I will probably be doing Dark Samus the entire time. And people are like, why are you playing Samus? God, I, I've actually seen people start
2: arguments about Smash Brothers is not a fighting game. It is. I mean, that's literally
0: what it is, isn't it?
2: I would say it's a fighting game for people who don't like fighting games.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's you're talking semantics. Like, are we, is that what we're going to argue your semantics?
2: First Should of there- all, most fighting games don't have a multiplayer that allows three or more players on the field.
0: So it's semantics, then. We are talking semantics because it, it is obviously a fighting game in, in the most general definition. If fighting game in our, in our vocabulary has to mean a certain thing, then yeah, maybe it isn't a fighting game. But, but ask a two year old, fighting game. Like it's, you know, it's uh, yeah, but a level. A two year old could
2: say that, you know, uh, Double Dragon is a fighting game. Or, you technically know, technically it is. Uh, there's fighting going on in Battlefield. So it's a fighting game. Uh, admittedly, like some of the arguments I've seen have cropped up really old
1: games that are interesting. in The fact that I've learned I technically, like...
2: you could say a lot of games don't necessarily fit into particular genres. It's yeah. just that, that over time, the genres have naturally eclipsed, you know, the type of games. Like, well, let's face it, uh, when Doom came out, the first person genre was a very different thing. Mm-hmm. I mean that it technically included wizardry when you think about it. We, yeah, wizardry um pretty much most western
1: RPGs at the time which were just first person uh
2: well, I'm pretty sure the uh not the is it the Ultima series? I think it was. Is technically uh top down, so it's third person.
0: Yeah. Isometric?
2: Uh, Isometric. Yeah. Well, what would you call it, essentially? The only reason why there's a difference between isometric and third person is that third person is usually in a 3D world, while isometric is in a pixelated world.
1: Yeah, but no, like, I was thinking of the old Elder Scrolls games where they were, like, first person, but uh, yeah, not necessarily, gr- I, I think Elder Scrolls 1 was grid-based, but 2 was not, or it could bis- uh, be misremembering but at the same time it's like i saw some people bring up like well then would you consider power stone not to be a fighting game and that's where some of the controversy like people's opinions started flaring up is that power stone is a fighting game like
0: asher mm, obviously this needs to be an frp you need to write this down and get to the bottom of it that's also
2: the aspect of items because items change the fact that it's no longer you know you have a kit and that kit is with your character and you have to play the character versus, like, in Smash Brothers with items, oh, you can just simply grab, you know, the hammer and win.
1: And I know that, like, some people... Like, I've seen some people mention that, like, no, Power Stone isn't a fighting game. Well, yes, it Power depends
2: to- on which Power Stone we're talking about. In Power Stone 1, it was 2 by 2 in an arena, in a 3D mm-hmm. arena. But there were items you could throw things around. Uh, But in the second one, it completely redesigned itself with movable levels, Mm -hmm. uh, lots of items, a lot of randomness with the Power Stone mechanic. Uh, I would say dynamic stages. Mm -hmm. Uh, I
0: I think all in all, these are all fighting games. I mean, as far as giving it a simple name, if if uh, outside of that, yeah, there is a big difference between Power Stone and Street Fighter and Brawl. And they just kind of have to have their own, you know, qualifiers. In, yeah, in what they are, but they're all fighting games. That's I right. think that's just as simple, as simple as that.
1: Yeah. So my my take on it is Smash Brothers. It it's a fighting game. It's not necessarily an in-depth quotations strategic fighting game like you would get from Blaze Blue or Street Fighter.
2: Well, I would say that it is a more accessible fighting game yeah. compared to those.
0: Yeah, I can see that
2: because unlike those the characters have incredibly simple inputs uh the setup doesn't necessarily require health therefore characters can survive quite a bit longer than say in your traditional fighting game not to mention the malleability of you know stock and things like that
0: so so because you brought this up David did people have a problem with Steve being included i mean at this point, why would uh, anybody have a problem with I've anything? I've
2: a- people complain about it, like in this bitter sort of uh, why not something else or cooler got involved. Why Minecraft?
1: I, I literally, I've seen the like most of the people that are like complaining about Steve are the people that are going to like essentially the like why not X character instead? Steve isn't that good of a character for a fighting game. I mean, uh, I-, I
0: mean, so we don't have to have a conversation about it or maybe we do. You, all of us here know why it makes sense for Steve to be in this game, right? There's not.
2: It's a big name game. Uh, yeah, like so far they've included a lot of game characters from outside of Nintendo. They've included characters that are not really known for fighting games, like the villager. Villager. The villager uh... doesn't do any fighting in uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah, uh, ice
1: climbers. <laughs> They're more of ice a climbers.
2: Thing? Yeah. Um,
1: so, I so mean, there I you don't...
0: go. I, I think we're all in agreement when it comes to that. So, with that all being said, I just feel kind of bad for Sakurai because he can't, he can't. He, no one will ever be happy. He'll never have. I mean, everyone I will know, be happy, all... but I'm
2: pretty sure he's dealt with this with every other major release for the game since you know uh, <laughs> Smash Brothers for the Wii. Yeah, Smash Bros. For yeah.
0: I hope he doesn't read Twitter. I hope he just mutes Twitter and then goes to sleep.
2: Yeah, I,
1: I hate to say it, but, like, literally, social media and Sakurai should not mix. No, for I his hope sake. he has somebody read it for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hopefully. Uh... But, uh, no, I am interested in how the villi- uh not the villager, but how Steve or Minecraft man uh fights, because they tried to bring in his moveset, and they actually stated that they had to redesign... uh. All the levels, so they would interact correctly with Steve.
0: Yeah, I didn't quite understand that, and I didn't dig that deep into it. So, but yeah, I heard well, something like they had to rewrite a lot of, of the game in a way to to accommodate him, um, which is why some of that rumor is why he was about, upset. Uh,
2: Steve showing up at the beginning of the life cycle of this uh, edition of Smash Brothers. Maybe they've been, you know, struggling with it since the beginning. Mm hmm and it's only been recently that they've managed to move ahead to finally finalize it.
1: Considering that, like, I, I'm actually looking up a few things that they've been mentioning about it, and from the sounds of it, the stage thing has to deal with his Blocks, block, lane, I think. block lane mechanic, and the fact that supposedly it also has to deal with his gathering mechanic as well.
2: Oh, yeah, because he needs to mine stone, wood, and other materials, so it would have to be position throughout the level to properly give him this stuff
1: or at least something set up so that like whenever he mines in a certain spot he has a random chance of getting x material so they had to or, make
0: sure that he can mine and craft it in the game
1: essentially
0: yeah. what a concept <laughs> but okay so uh, anything else we're talking about when it comes to this subject
1: overall i i'd say that it's like it it was fairly well received Um, yeah, there's still going to be naysayers, but there's naysayers always, always, um, overall, uh, reception I've seen of it is people are actually really impressed with Steve, even if they don't want to play him, they'll say that the people that do play him and do play him well, he will be probably one of the more, uh, trick type players to deal with.
0: I'm sure he'll be a fun inclusion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, of pot- potentially upset workforces, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting crunch.
2: Yeah, I've heard about this. It's not the kind of crunch you think of when people start having talk of crunch these days. Yeah. As I understand it, it's just simply uh, some paid overtime. <laughs>
0: But is it mandatory? That's what I. That's uh, the only thing I have been hearing that's conflicting. Because if it's mandatory, then it might. Then it's as it's crunch.
2: Yeah, it probably is mandatory, but it's not like it's an excessive amount of like going overpaid overtime or. Un- and there's also overtime.
0: rumors that that there have been people who have already been crunching for the last year.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, like I, I don't, I don't think any of us are going to go too deep into criticizing. Uh, well, why don't I just forget who they are? CD Projekt what? Red. CD yeah. Projekt Red. Like, I don't think none of us are going to go too far into criticizing well, the hell out of them for this, but I it's something to note.
2: One source that I had, uh, he said that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has not been in sort of a stop and go development cycle since its inception. It's actually been actively developed since its announcement all the way back in 2012 or so yeah
1: wow
2: it's it's been a development. and it's had an active team on it <clears throat> that it, their team didn't just simply disappear to help finish the witcher yes they went over to help the witcher three but the team was still doing their own work and stuff so it's been in a bit of development hell in a way yeah it's been a lot of changes throughout the years yeah that's for sure and uh it's probably completely feasible that some people have been crunching on it just mm-hmm. because it's been their project it's been what they've been trying to do and uh i have heard rumors that uh it may not be as spectacular as everybody's hyping it up to be
0: well i mean I guess it depends on what you mean by hype because if you ask me i think a majority of people don't care because we're talking about a game that's like been eagerly anticipated for for years now that was supposed to come out in march this year got yeah, delayed twice the same could be said and-
2: of star Citizen. Or do oh, you them forever. True. Good
0: God. True. But I mean, well, what I'm trying to make with here is that I think that, that if it was anybody but City Project Red, I think there'd be a lot more backlash. And if it was any other game besides Cyberpunk 2077, there'd be a lot more backlash. But I think so many uh, people are so eager for this game that they're going to silently let it go. But I, I mean it's, it's still something to
2: it's still not great. It's not great for the industry. Well, you know my opinion about crunch. I think crunch is inevitable, even if mm-hmm. they manage it correctly, which it sounds like they're trying to. Like it's like when's the release date? November?
0: Yeah, fourteenth, I think. Fourteenth, fifteen, so maybe twelve, that's 12 six something weeks like that. Out.
2: That's not a ridiculous amount of crunch in my opinion. Since it, all no. they're doing really is they're going over everything with a fine tuned comb at this point.
0: Again, if we assume that they only just started. True. Which let's go ahead and assume that, because of the other that, that's still speculation at this point, so we can go ahead and yeah. assume they only just started now,
2: yeah, I versus uh from the sounds of it something like destiny sounds like it was entirely out of crunch essentially for the last yeah. year before its release,
0: Ugh, yeah, and we, the truth is we probably won't we probably won't know the truth of how much crunch there was or wasn't or whatever until until after the game is launched, well, maybe in December or January we'll know exactly how what yeah. had to be done to get this game out. But I don't know, just as somebody who, like my job, I, I have a salary job that works 40 hours. Um, but then there you are times when I work,
2: work some, another five. Oh, I don't.
0: I don't. As a rule, I do not. The deal is 40 hours. And the two things that come to that is that I I, I know people in and out of my own company that, that kind of take a weird pride in working more than 40 hours. And, I'm, and I just shut up because I'm like, Hell no. <laughs> I ain't working more than 40 hours. I often do because problems happen when you know something's broken we do that like that it happens but yeah. damn like I would never purposely set myself up to only work to work more than 40 hours. If it can't well, be done in 40 hours it's because something we're mismanaging our time. That's what that means. Just like what a lot of people are saying about this.
2: Well, yeah, well I think there's a lot of mismanagement designed simply because instead of having the design, you know, 100% done in the first half of the project and working off of that for the rest. Mm-hmm. They start making changes halfway through, making more changes, taking away features, throwing in new features. And you know, that just simply changes the entire timetable over of like what they need to build for those new features, what work was essentially wasted on the old features, Yeah. And things like that.
0: Yeah. Like, like you said, like there's, I don't know if we live in a world yet where, where crunch can really be done away with completely, but. I mean, I can't help but emphasize the people who—if I were in that position—I, I I mean, again, okay, I guess if we're assuming that it's only the last six six weeks, there's going to be crunch. I think there's a part of me that could live with that, but but like, if I were at my job right now,
2: is that if it's a proper marathon, you don't run halfway through through it to the end. That would kill you. You, And yet, a lot of people do that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's bad.
0: I think that's the concern, and I think. When a co- when a company like City Project Red does it even to a minimal degree, it still sets the the precedent for other companies who don't mind abusing to just continue on. I think that's the yeah. only that's why. Again, I don't think City Project Red's going to get a lot of flack for it personally, other than just like you know, you know, like maybe you would scold scold your dog for tripping on the the couch. Like it's not a terrible thing, but like we can't encourage it. That's like the worst metaphor I can come up with at the, at a moment. But you all know what I meant.
1: <laughs> Should not encourage it, essentially.
0: Yeah, I can't encourage it. Something has to be said. Whether or not we're going to like rain fire on them, I think we won't. But it, it can't go unsaid. And then the other unfortunate thing is that that's really all we can do. Like we're not, I'm not going to not buy this game at this point. This isn't enough to stop me from buying a game. This isn't bad. I had admittedly not bad enough for me to stop buying the game. Fuck, there hasn't been a game that has existed that has been crunched so bad I didn't buy the game. So we're not there yet. So and CD project Red is not the worst offender of it. So I don't know it just like like I was kinda looting of alluding at before, like if that were me, that would really be soul crushing. Because it, when I work morning for hours, it's because there's a like a, an emergency. So there's like understanding about that. But if I were told like today that I'd have to work the next six weeks an extra day. Or at least that an extra,
1: like two hours a day.
0: Yeah, that that would that would be taxing. And I know people who do it and I know there I know people personally in a, again, in and out of company that are okay with that, and it's just like that is not okay. Like, why are you giving them 50 60 hours of your week like that? Like, there's just something to my core that is so wrong about that because that takes away from everything else in your life. Well, and I, I just... hate
1: to say this, Eddie, but there is already a service industry that does that. It's not called Crunch, but they do it during a certain time of year, and people think that it's okay to do that. Are we talking about the iPhone? No, I'm actually talking about holiday season. Yeah, I, I we well, like it's weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like people are at the uh, like I've done that. I hate it because it's like, oh, this is overtime. Okay, I don't have to do it. No, it's mandatory. Do you know what you just said? Yeah. And like now, I where I'm currently at, I don't have to do with that. But at the same time, it's like seriously, who thinks who thought it was a good idea to uh, to, uh, to actually do something called mandatory overtime? Because as a heads up, that's crunch. That's basically. Mm-hmm it's game development crunch um it's essentially asking to stay longer for company profit
0: and i'm even in this case i'm assuming there's extra compensation i hope there's extra compensation i mean that that would all that would that would be draconian well, there let's wasn't
2: face it, the difference i think the main, what's your difference uh most of these stories is whether or not they actually paid for the overtime because let's face it these people should be far richer if they're working 80 hour weeks and 40 of those hours are overtime hours, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they should be like more than capable of like saying, OK, I have released the game. I almost killed myself. I'm going to go away now. But they don't because yeah. they don't uh break even. All-
0: I think it just, it just I just remembered. I think that's what that's the stories we heard about Borderlands, right? Borderlands 3. Uh, uh yeah many people who crunched didn't get what they didn't get promised compensation well, or or the p- compensation they got was, was very man
2: bonuses they were promised okay yeah we did the, talk about that yeah game. uh especially since they were asking for those bonuses like ahead of time but they said nah we're not going to get those out yet but some people did get those bonuses early some people received those bonuses at all it was a really weird story
0: Mm-hmm. yeah So, I mean, again, CD Projekt Red has a good reputation at this point. So maybe they're not doing anything shady, but.
2: It's hard to say. I mean, the only people who really know how bad it is are the people inside. And if they think it's bad enough, hopefully they do contact somebody and say how bad it is.
0: That's the other, like, like the worry in my heart about this kind of thing is that like those people that were saying, hopefully they say something like they don't have a lot of leverage here. Like, there's there's only so many places they can complain about being looked on as a slacker or not putting in enough or not being part of the culture or, or just straight up being told to leave because well if you can't handle it there's a hundred other people who will do it like that's bullshit but that's the kind of reality that the industry has kind of created itself and other industries and I guess it's not to single out the game industry but
1: yeah it I'd say it, but business has set itself up in, to perfectly put it um yeah, it set itself up to the point of where it's like employees are not uh, valued. Un- they are undervalued. Treated, they are treated as essentially a resource. Oh, if this resource isn't uh, performing the duties that it needs to be done, uh, then we just get rid of it and then change it out for uh, a different resource for us.
0: Another interesting tie in to a previously discussed story that was this kind of practice is one of the things that really hurt the development of the last of Us part two, which I don't know if we discussed on here before or not, but to recap real quick, well, because of the crunch the crunch that the company has done before, a lot of experienced people left, and they spent they probably added two years of development time bringing in new people in and training them up to do what they
2: needed to do for this. I don't think it was so much having them train up to have the for the game. it was just simply a matter of cheap labor by ultimately hiring uh, less experienced people. You can pay them less. And well, they only had to do that to because more.
0: experienced people left. They did that only because experienced people. That was the cause and effect in that situation. Though, I mean, I'm sure people do what you're saying. Is that they'll start with hiring quote-unquote cheap labor. But in I think in the Naughty Dog's case, they actually had people leave. and Yeah, that dominoed.
1: Yeah, it, it's one of those situations where it's like, uh, we can argue this from dawn to dusk.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say if there's anything else worth mentioning at this point, then we can go on to. I think I have like a couple of more things we can talk about. I, I watched a new anime this week. Oh, um, it's called. Um, let's see, am I pronouncing right? It's Anohana, the the flower we saw that day. I think that's what it was called. Is that something you two've seen before? Uh, yeah,
2: we've heard about it. I haven't seen it. Uh, that's the one with the dead girl, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct.
2: Yeah, I've watched it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just saw. I just binged it this week. It was Really good. I liked it a lot it was okay. a it was short sh- short and sweet is this, this is the kind of anime that i the, the, i mean this is not technically slice of life right but this is the kind of anime that a long time ago i probably would not hi- highly prioritize but i heard so many good things about this that i started that I, I i gave it a shot and i've been doing that a lot more lately i've been giving yeah. this type of anime a lot more of a chance like like i said last week i've been watching kaguya sama so that's also something i would never normally have watched before yeah i'm opening got- up
1: um, admittedly, like, this is also the start of the new anime season, which me and MPX can agree was last season. Yeah, there was some stuff out there that people were highly enamored with, but me and MPX, really, there was nothing a lot
2: out there that we wanted to watch.
0: I was going to say, I feel like there just it hasn't been that much releases just because well, again probably the problem COVID- with
2: the last scene was that uh COVID hit and a lot of anime studios had to fall out of that of mm-hmm. uh, trying to restructure their business around it trying to deal with their overseas contracts and their studios to deal with the in-betweens so uh, some of the stuff that was no- supposed to be coming
1: out last season got delayed to this season or next year either.
2: do you know if the
0: if the fall lineup is looking looking promising
1: uh, from what we've seen so far, it, there' there's definitely some stuff in there. Uh, I would recommend of, uh, J- uh, Tyson. Uh, J- uh Jutsu Tyson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson. 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 Okay. Um, it's uh like another one. I'm we might Shonen recommend. Shonen in horror. Yeah, it's shown in horror. Oh, uh, tis the season. Let's see. Uh, another one that's popped up. Yeah, Ed This one is. Uh, Eddie, were you a fan of? Yes. You may want to check out Burn the Witch.
0: I've, yeah, I've been hearing that one pop up a lot lately.
1: Well, that's because it's, it's a, basically a successor series to Bleach. It's the
0: same, like, some of the same creators behind that, right?
1: It is the same creator behind Bleach. Okay, okay, that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's been on my radar.
1: Well, it also does take place in the Bleach universe as well.
0: Oh, it does? Okay, I didn't understand that part. Really? It does.
1: Ooh. So... As a heads up, there may be certain characters that may show up in Burn the Witch that if you're a fan of Bleach, you'll recognize and get the nice little, oh, hey, cool.
0: There's been some rumors that they're going to bring the, back to round out where the manga left off.
1: I think that's scheduled for next
0: Oh, I hope so. Because because two reasons. One, the, the stuff in that last bit of the manga is really good looking. Number two, it's confusing as fuck, and I really need to see it in an anime because I don't understand what was going on.
1: Let's see. I, I I just brought up like what Crunchyroll has um
0: yeah i've been following what F- funimation's been putting out so i'm behind on most stuff like fire Force, decadence Operaman, and over or like everything i'm watching right now but those are old hat for the most part
2: yeah uh oh hey dragon Quest fire force eat- being run concurrently are yeah. you just catching up to it
0: well it'd be funimation's uh voice acting crew is doing everything remotely oh so yeah they can't, that's right you watch
2: yeah. a dub don't watch dub yep. Mm-hmm. So he's like three weeks behind, yeah, like best.
0: perpetually behind because they can't keep.
2: Well, it takes longer, I guess, to do yeah. the dubbing just to have everybody's schedule show up because they're probably not just simply dubbing one show; they're dubbing a lot of them.
0: Yeah, they got they, they they do about in any given week they can probably do about six or seven of of all the ones that are currently out right now. But so I mean, but that usually means that like like I'm also watching A Millionaire Detective, so mm-hmm. they'll do like maybe two or three weeks in a row and then they'll have to skip a week and do something else, you know that kind of stuff
1: okay i've got base uh so let's see here uh Jujutsu kaisen um Machi season three also known as how to pick up chicks in the dungeon <laughs> now, i
0: haven't yeah, given that, that one, one was... a shot yet but i've heard fun, funny stuff about that one
1: it, it is a pretty interesting one um oh hey that uh the return of higurashi no, no uh, koroni wasn't the last one back in the aughts? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, people are going to get into Higurashi and go like, "Oh, this is a nice, cute." Why are people dying? Because it's a horror anime.
0: Ooh. Ooh, sp- speaking of people dying, uh, I heard that uh, that the Goblin Slayer movie is going to get dubbed. It's going to be out later in the month. So I'm excited for yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, uh, is there any a...
2: news on the dub for uh, uh Demon Slayer movie? Demon Slayer. Um,
0: that is out they have a dub for it like th- for what's been released to this point i think they've they've dubbed that all of it already okay. i haven't watched any
2: of it yet but well i mean specifically the movie because at the end of the series they promised that hey ah. the next thing is the movie which still also takes uh the canon elements of the manga going into it so okay. missing out on it missing like, a huge, like arc inside the manga
0: they haven't dubbed the movie yet, though. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. I, they uh, might eventually, because, again, I just mentioned golden's Crown, but remember when that came out, that came out a while ago, too. I think just yeah. with the way things are, we're going to see movies get being dubbed at a lot slower rate than, you know, your weekly anime.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, that apparently aired day. What? Uh, Hanyo no Yashahime, also known as the sequel to Inuyasha. Oh, yeah. Oh, that.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I've been seeing that one. I'm actually a little excited about that one, too. I was... But was big on yeah. in
2: actually?
1: Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll for those that are looking into it. Um, Golden Kamui, third. Seed. Did we ever finish?
2: I think so. Yeah, we uh-huh. did because uh we got to uh jail and so did in jailbreaking.
1: Yeah. Uh oh, that's gonna be an interesting one to see. Which is Dra- uh, Dragon Quest Dino Dai or Dais Quest? Ooh. that's a weird one. Because this is, like, technically a, uh, like a redoing of an old 90s anime based off of Dragon Quest
2: V. That should uh, be pretty cute. Te- technically, it's based off of the manga. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I don't know if the original anime got anywhere or it had an original anime. Sort of like how uh, Ushiro Totora did have a OVA run back in the nope. 90s.
1: I- I'm pretty sure uh, Dino Daivouken did have an anime series. But I'm not sure if it ever received an uh, like a proper ending.
2: Yeah, well, it would be sort of like uh, an anime a couple of years back. Uh, What's it called? Uh, uh, it was also based off of a '90s manga, but uh, it did have a like '90s anime that went up to a point, but then ended up doing an anime original ending. Oh, are you talking well, about that one that you continued to watch, but I, I kind of dropped? Well, we were starting to watch it, and I was complaining about every single time at the beginning where they skip over things or <laughs> do weird shit <laughs> with the continuity. Yeah. Like, it doesn't help the fact that the first half of it essentially is, you know, just a highlights reel, and you're supposed to actually have read the mangas to know what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is yeah, terrible.
2: But... Okay, let's see.
0: Speaking of which, today's October 3rd, which is a, a Full Metal Alchemist reference.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing that non-stop all <laughs> day. Not, I'm not against Full Metal Alchemist, but you see it for like 18 times. You're like, God, shut up about <laughs> this.
0: It's only once a year. <laughs> it's ever Until we die,
1: but you know, there are worse uh, things. But yeah, uh, like I think one of the other, uh, like some of the other stuff that's shown on, like there, there's a, a kind of a lot not all of them are uh every uh streaming service let's see like i'm pretty sure sh- because like i'm trying to like ah the like is the order a rabbit that one like god i've never watched the anime series and it's one of those like girls and you're like oh, you mean oh. like every anime well specifically like some anime yeah um, but, like, there are other ones that are, like, really weird one like... One that oh, just man. was
2: released that it was about, uh, train musumes.
1: Yes, uh, Rail Romanesque. Uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Here's the description for it. Set in Hinamoto, a fictional version of Japan where a long-time railway travel served as the most important transport. Each locomotive of was course. paired with a humanoid control module, so-called Rail Lord. <laughs> That aided the train operator. So it is literally Densha Musume. <laughs> <laughs> to use the Japanese name, even though that means train girl. Uh, and I'm like, Ugh. Uh,
0: that's, that's, I love anime. Um, one last thing, anime, worth mentioning. Because I, I know I brought this in the, up on the podcast before, but have you guys given a chance of The Great Pretender on Netflix? Uh, no, No. Nah. Uh, you need to.
1: Need to. Do it. I hate... Eddie... I literally watched the trailer and I'm like like a heist series, uh, like an anime about a heist.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: it's and it's literally like I, I swear I've literally seen the exact same plot as a movie, and I thought the movie was okay. I'm just not a big heist man. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad series. I'm just saying like overall, it there's not a lot that I feel like I'd get watching it because it just doesn't commit change. it's not that long isn't it like 12 episodes
0: mm, i don't think so because they haven't released everything yet there's still one arc they haven't released yet but uh
2: is less than i'm pretty sure it's less but average I'm uh and 30 minutes
0: yeah mm. the, your your average length yeah
2: but yeah
0: i mean the the, the first arc is three episodes if you don't like it after the first three episodes then yeah all right you're not gonna like the rest of it
1: yeah oh hey that's interesting
0: okay with that i think it's time to close out because we are about to get on to streaming okay so, any final thoughts zoids. yes zoids what? jesus <laughs> okay that'll be our final thoughts then okay bye everybody we are out remember we stream fridays and saturdays and we podcast sometimes twice a week so look out for those that's it go what are you still doing here go turn it off we don't do commercials so you don't have to worry about that just skip forward 30 seconds you'll be at the next your next podcast episode do it now come on do it now <laughs> This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.